hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, episode 11, season 2, episode 1. Our first foray into Matthew McConaughey. We got a new narrator. We really splurged this season. We uh, we went all out. We replaced Denali. I'm Denali. With this I'm a man now. After seeing my first McConaughey movie, I finally went through puberty. Uh, Ryan, I'm, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you had a fall. I'm Ryan. Oh, that's it. I, I went some through announcements today. I went through puberty. What I remember when it was 2006 <laughs> or 2005 <laughs> fall. That's maybe? too early. You should get checked for a glandular disorder. 2006, because I was in baseball and my voice changed. <laughs> Shooting up on the on the T. Yeah. <laughs> Those performance enhancers in fifth grade, man. That'll it's <laughs> when the scouts are looking. Jason, when did you go through puberty? <laughs> we didn't even uh let Jace introduce himself for season two. <laughs> I also went through puberty after watching Matthew McConaughey in this film. Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Bing bong, boing a boing. You don't sound all that different. You just sound pretty much the same. <laughs> Fuck. Is that a is that a flex that you've already went through puberty? <laughs> My doctor was so relieved. Well, our good boys gone bland, aka GBGBs. We are a marathon podcast where we uh, go through and review the single works of an actor. Um, at least that's what we've been doing so far. Um, we just wrapped up our our great Ben Affleck season. Check it out if you haven't already, uh, or don't, because we're still finding our footing, and maybe this will be better. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, you never know. If you're with us still, thanks for for sticking by. Um, we're gonna start our first uh, foray into a uh, McConaughey. Uh, we're starting this bad boy off uh, in with Rain of Fire, which uh, which we've all seen this weekend. Uh, very excited to talk about that one. I feel like it's not a well-remembered McConaughey movie, but I would encourage everyone to go back and see this shit because it was totally <laughs> overlooked. Well, yeah, let's okay. We, are we we're not. <laughs> this is we don't have to jump in yet. We're I mean, not we jumping can, in. Kind of. I'm gonna save my material. Kinda, yeah, we, we can kind of talk about um, what to, our expectations are with the McConaughey right. season, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe kind of ease things into it because I think our audience is still grieving. Um, from the loss of Ben Affleck and having him in their in their lives, um, I, yeah, and I am too. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have like a framed picture of Ben at my bedside. I'm like the Wolverine meme, where I'm just like you know looking at the Ben. I'm like, I miss you, Ben. <laughs> Come back. I, now I got a new sleaze bag that I gotta love. I so I had this thing. Um, mm-hmm. You guys know that the, the tongue twister. Um, uh, how much wood? Could a woodchuck okay. chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Sure, yeah. And the answer is a woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. There's an answer? I didn't. I did not know the answer. Well, I what? The, 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 yeah. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Holy fuck. If we encounter a Sphinx where we need to solve a rip, uh, Ryan's going up first. Yeah. He's, well, he's got the answers I, to these I, I, unanswerable I, questions. I came up with this. Oh, I think I came up with that. I don't okay. Know. I'm not going to take credit for it. The, this uh, other tongue twister using the actor Will Smith. Oh. How much will will yeah. Will Smith Fine. Smith if Will Smith Smith could will? Yeah. Smith. How much will 
Will Will Smith Smith if Will Smith Will Smith will. Will Smith Will Smith as much will as Will Smith Will Smith if Will Smith Will Smith will. And I tried to see if oh, Matthew shit. McConaughey yeah. could fit into this situation. So how much Matthew could Matthew McConaughey if Matthew McConaughey could Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey would McConaughey as much Matthew as Matthew McConaughey McConaughey Matthew if Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey. It didn't work. I'm that's that's I'm, I'm reporting yeah. it to tell you that it didn't work. So you know, I'm not I as excited about is, that. Yeah, I I think the issue is is as you probably know, McConaughey isn't a verb yet. Right. Um if it were a verb, I think it would have something to do with becoming needlessly shirtless in a situation that maybe doesn't require it. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's McConaughey out. Yeah. And so I was wondering at what yeah, that that that's perfect. That's right along the lines of what I was thinking. It's like I in what circumstance would mm -hmm we'd be uh, able to turn Matthew McConaughey into like, what, if you were going to Matthew McConaughey something, what would you be doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think hmm. I would rip my shirt off to show off my nice mid-2000s bod if I was Matthew McConaughey, because that seems like what he does every movie. I think it would be like the sultry, this is going to come into my mat meter we talk about this later but I feel like Matthew McConaughey is one of those people that always has a scene in the movie where he has like the same mm -hmm. sultry look on his face as the shot is just his head. It's like every single movie I can think of him, it's that. So in com in combination with the shirtlessness, it's the one, it's the same exact scene that you see every time. So it's like looking at something like, and he's slightly confused, right? He's like <laughs> always in yeah, a little I think confused. He, he, he's expecting something. Yeah, he yeah. drinks it in. An entire bottle of Jack Daniels, I think, before doing any scene. So he always has this really disheveled drawl. Like, his look has a drawl to it. He's like, eh. What if they really and wanted like, him to clean up for a role? And he just, hmm. he just, every one of his roles, they're like, Matt, like, you really have to clean up for this role. You have, you're going to have to play straight-laced, you this know. This is the Lincoln lawyer, Matt. Suit and tie. Really... <laughs> and he just shows up, like, he just Matthew right. McConaughey's it the whole time. All right. What if he? Uh, what if he actually talks like this? What if this is Matt Matthew McConaughey's voice, like this? And then he he like binge drinks and you know does all his shit, and then he shows up just absolutely plastered because that's the only way he knows he'll get hired mm. for a role. Where he's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This, or we well, guys are starting off pretty strong on getting the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> um, I know. Okay, if I not saying I could beat Matthew McConaughey in a fight because I I can't. All right, I'm just gonna say that I cannot. Not even in a Metazord. I don't think we can take him. But if I had to choose between him and Ben Affleck, I would ten out of ten choose to fight Matthew McConaughey because Ben Affleck wouldn't annihilate me. <laughs> like, yeah, I would be Adams. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, you might survive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not too scared of Matthew McConaughey. If anything, I'm scared of him, like, uh, catching a win that we're doing this and then mm. forcing us to attend a motivational speech that he gives. <laughs> he, we he's, have to uh, guest star on his motivational he's, podcast. He's the, he's the, like, one person where I think if we just, like, tweeted at him that we were doing this, mm. he'd be like, yeah, I'll jump on. And he'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, what? But then... You know that we're not 
just sucking up to him too. I I don't give a shit about this guy. Like we're punching up here. I, so I don't you want to? Okay, yeah. so I took the helm to be Ben's first victim. So you're okay with kind of taking the point? Yeah. On I don't McConaughey. Give, I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm gonna get I ice cream with both of them. So <laughs> Jace is playing both sides here. Uh, Ryan, I will probably like act tough and back you up verbally, but once yeah, it gets physical, fine. I will leave. Um, the thing about Matt, I want to just touch on real quick, and this is a thing about Ben too: is his Ben's head is gigantic, right? I think Matt's head, when I think about it, it's fucking huge, right? Like, is it like twice the size of his body? I don't, I can't tell if it's because of his attitude or is it his actual build? Actors Does he have, have a huge head. Actors have big heads. Big heads are bigger. F- you know, lead to bigger faces, <laughs> and I think that's more like cinematic. It's more uh, what's it called? Camera friendly, photogenic. Mm. What about John Cena, whose head is probably normal, but his body huge? Yeah, see, actor second, wrestler first. Okay, okay. So he's got like a, a another thing that to protect. And then yeah, if you're like a wrestler, you want a smaller head to protect your body. Mm-hmm. Um, one hundred percent. Okay, well, cool. That's, I think we got this thing cracked open. Um, getting into Matthew McConaughey is nice because I think in about 10 to 20 years, we're going to have those Matthew McConaughey DVD box sets. You know, the things you get at Walmart. Um, you know, I think our podcast is tooled really well to review those types of box sets. You know, like the Tom Cruise box set, the John Wayne box set. Oh, yeah. McConaughey is going to have one, I think. He's got so many iconic movies. Maybe Ben Affleck. Who knows? Um but I, I think we got a good thing going here to memorialize him in a way, to get a jump on it, if you will. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I want to say that. like, I'm, I really am looking forward to this season, especially after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of big, big McCon energy up yeah. in here. Yeah. And so, I was kind of enjoying it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the other... My other comment kind of runs into this is that yeah. I'm I really really hate celebrity culture, the fact that we like revere these humans above all else and we we you know gossip about every little thing that they do. Yeah. Um, I really do dislike that, and I feel like we're playing right into it. <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't know us like at a personal level, they wouldn't they they might think that we are like Hollywood esque, you know paparazzo gossip eaters and mm-hmm. i think that's and why it's important for us to take like a critical eye and just riff on these people is because we don't kiss the ground they walk on just because they're in films i don't know shit about ben affleck's life yeah <laughs> i don't know shit about matthew mcconaughey <laughs> i think it's perfectly okay to cheer for someone when they make content it's when yeah. they're just like walking around being a normal person i i it's it's strange to treat them like, you know, there's some some other class of citizen. Yeah, they're just people. Yeah, they're just people. I Yeah, dude, I I totally totally agree. Oh, sorry. I got a notification. McConaughey just bought a smoothie. I'm going to check out what smoothie he just got here. Okay, sorry. I... Ryan, go ahead. Keep going. It was banana. Who the fuck buys banana? Strawberry um... banana? Yeah, strawberry banana or just banana? Just banana, because he's a freak. <laughs> uh, I agree, Ryan. The thing is about McConaughey, too, and I was wondering this, and we kind of talked about this in our kind of our text chat. Can we just pivot for one movie into Bradley Cooper? 
and then pivot out without the audience knowing. I think we can get away with it. Uh, Bar- like I think Bradley in. Cooper is in failure to launch. Are you serious? That yeah, doesn't count, he, though. It's people are going to think it's... Isn't a, he his paintball buddy? Isn't there, like, an extended paintball plot device? I have in, not seen. Uh, failure, to launch. failure to Launch. And I think Bradley Cooper is, like, the lead paintballer. we got to watch, okay. like, uh, Limitless or something. Okay, so Limitless is the movie about, like, he takes the drug, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a the lot fancy... of movies like that. Yeah. Like what? With that premise, there's a lot of those movies. You take a drug and become smart? Yeah, and uh, there's like I saw a, an Adderall commercial that did that did that. There's a there's a varying, I think, quality to them, but they peak so high. <laughs> you can't well, have. I heard Limitless is like a reimagined Popeye. You know where he like eats the spinach and gets strong, but they're like, what if that but mind? Uh, and then he takes the pill and gets strong mind, and then he knocks mm. out the guy, and he's like. Yeah. Do you think Popeye ever OD'd on spinach? <laughs> on spinach. <laughs> or on the steroids that were in the fix. spinach? <laughs> that was our PCP. This... It was it was PCP laden yeah, spinach. It was... <laughs> it yeah, was he, he didn't become strong. Sure. He just became incapable of feeling pain. <laughs> Every day of sobriety is hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been retired right, well, from the wanna, dead 20 uh, times. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to get into... Uh, do we want to get into the movie, guys? I, yeah, I feel like I, we want to get into the quick. movie. I feel like, I feel like yeah. we got to... I want to get into the talk movie, about though. The oh, movie. oh, oh. I, I do oh, have something. Yeah. Okay. I do have Jason something. something. Well, uh, I have two things. One kind of rolls back into the celebrity thing. I've got my okay. first verified Instagram account follower. Um, what? Uh, Anthony Hamilton, a UFC fighter with the fastest ultra heavyweight knockout, uh, is now following oh, wow. me. That's amazing. Um, he's also one of the highest percentage uh, accuracy of ground strikers. So, oh, you wow. Know, he's following That's me. That's good. Yeah. He, he likes my lifting videos. He's Yuri's coworker. So, cool. <laughs> he's a quality oh. engineer. Oh, wow. <laughs> he works with Yuri? Yeah. Yeah. He's a oh, UFC. So, he has a day job. It, UFC fighter turned. Uh, he hasn't fought in a while. UFC fighter turned quality. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah. Can he hang out with us in case we get attacked by any of these burly men we make fun of? He wants me to go f- spar with him and and fight with him. So yeah, probably he'd probably love it. Oh, so he he he's training you up to be he's, our body. Yeah, he's in. I think he's in. <laughs> I think and it, it would beat the shit out of Ben Affleck because he's like six eight or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, guys. He fought in the UFC. That means we are one step removed from Joe Rogan in his podcast. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> I'm guys. I'm feeling first guess. First, first guess, maybe our first celebrity guest. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Jace. The the other thing I made a uh, a seven and a half foot tall snowman yesterday. We oh, had yeah. A, I saw pictures of it. We had a crazy sn- ten inch yeah. snow in Seattle, which never happens. And I messaged my roommate, and I was like, "I want to make a, I want to make a fucking eight foot tall snowman." So we gave it our best, and I just we were moving it around, and we we put the base down, and we flopped it down. One, the base was heavy as shit, so the base was basically <laughs> a cylinder because I wanted it to be as wide as possible. And then we did the midsection, and it took two of us. 
who lift multiple times a week to pick it up off the ground. So I was like, how fucking heavy is this thing? I took some leniency here, but the snowman easily weighed six or 700 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Those things are huge. And so, Jace, did you do any sort of due diligence about securing the snowman to the ground? Or is it possible that a child walks by? Oh, he's dead. When it melts. He died. Oh, he, okay. Uh, it rained last night. It went. We went from snow to rain pretty quickly. Yeah. And our well, I made the snowman to flex on my neighbors next door, who made a shitty tiny one that was like three feet tall, and my neighbors across the street, who also made like a little bit bigger one. And I was like, "You're not better than me. Who do you think you are?" Yeah. So we made our giant snowman, and uh, yeah, it started raining, and. He was leaning over pretty heavily last night. I thought it was going to break Yuri's bumper off of our car, but luckily he fell into my driveway <laughs> instead of onto our vehicle. <laughs> Snowman insurance is hard to come by. Let's get into the movie, guys. I think we all want to get into the movie. I want to um, get into I'm very it. excited to talk about Reign of Fire. Uh, uh, let's, uh, okay, what are we calling this now? McConaughey's Mudroom? Are we, are we cool with that? I, li- I kind of like... He seems kind of like a guy that dirty. would have a mud room, like that he would sit in a mud bath, and he would have he would absolutely oh, have cu- they, he would have cucumbers on his eyes. That kind of mud room is that what they do in mud rooms? I never, I don't mud even room, really know what it is. Mud room is like the, the the room on the back door of your house, so that you can come oh, in and knock your yeah. the mud off your boots. It's not a spa. Oh, with a mud bath. I feel like McConaughey is mud a bath. nasty boy. McConaughey's mud bath. The, the, the reason I was thinking mudroom <laughs> is because when uh, you are at a party, like a house party, there's always a group of people hanging out in the mudroom. And it's usually so they can like open the door mm. and have the marijuana smoke go out the door. Hmm. And it just seems like... That, f- that fits. Matthew that McConaughey tracks. would be the, in the mudroom. <laughs> All right. I like, I like McConaughey's mudroom. Uh, if you guys are down for that, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to use like other M rooms. What are for... there? You don't want. You don't want to use them up. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon. Well, I th- last. Well, we name can do Damon. D. Oh, Damon. Yeah. Okay. Manger. Damon's Dunghouse or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I like Manger. Yeah, Manger, Mail Room, Mail Room. We've got a mansion. Extra we don't bath. have a fucking. We don't. Who's getting all these? I mean, letters. we can start getting like really surreal and you know crazy if i like really i like mudroom and then like the rooms are like or the uh the the films are like in the pantry like they're like tucked away let's let's be honest like, expired food you would want i mean i'd love to see ben affleck at a film or at the movie mansion but i would want mm-hmm. matthew mcconaughey greeting people as they come in through the mudroom oh yeah take the jacket yes He's he's, he's the guy you want to meet when you walk into the party where he's yeah. like, all right, like you know, yeah. He seems like the the guy to keep things going. So yeah, I think I like I like that. And it, since it's a mansion, they'll have a mudroom. You know, yeah. not everybody oh. has a mudroom. They will. Our so, our mansion is going to be like the House of Leaves, man, where there's going to be just rooms, just just in what you can't even realize. There's billions of rooms inside of it. Yeah, Winchester Mystery House. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. All right, guys. Well, let's get into the Reign of Fire. Uh, we're in McConaughey's mudroom. Let's creak open the door. Scra- we got to do a new intro now. Better dust off the dust off your shoes. Like, what, do we, what do you do in the mudroom? We got to take your jacket off. Sp- spray each other down. Is that what you do with the, with the hoses? Yeah, there's a hose normally. Yeah, there's there's a hose. We, we're spraying spraying the mud off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh look boys. look in the 
in in the by the coat hangers there's a bunch of dvds <laughs> you guys want you guys down for a quick mcconaughey dvd while we're in the house just one step in you close the door no no let's not go in yet let's watch this two-hour movie real quick <laughs> we watching were we watching all the movies in the attic that's what we that's what i thought what, what the I thought each was. week we would go up to the attic and get a movie yeah, we, we, and watch oh, it we're in the mansion and then watch it Based oh, no, on no, the no. descriptions, we, we said it. we were stuck up there for a while. Oh, we're stuck in the mudroom? <laughs> there's two doors. <laughs> yeah, okay. there's, there's someone two. locked us. <laughs> we came in one door, and this door's locked. And so we can't get further into the mansion. And there's like a... Like a... Like a... One of the movies has a key in the box, but yeah, you can't exactly. open the it's next like movie until you watch <laughs> it's, the previous it's like, one. <laughs> it's like Saw. And the... Do you want to play a game? <laughs> you must watch McConaughey all the like... McConaughey movies before going further to the mansion. <laughs> we were just in here a week ago. A movie. McConaughey, and, is that you? And we're watching them on that on those uh, kitchen TVs. That, that oh, that flip down. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's great is we watch Reign of Fire because, like, you know, if you're with a group of people, they're like, "Oh, let's watch Interstellar." Oh, like Dallas Buyers Club, it's so good. And you're like, "Oh, let's watch Reign of Fire." <laughs> you know, you guys know the 2002 <laughs> Dragon movie? <laughs> That's my favorite oh, movie too. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's already in there, guys. I gotta finish it. You have Ryan, oh, who's not in here, who's got his scaly costume in his backpack, and he's like, "What, Reign of Fire?" <laughs> oh fuck! I can't. I can't watch Dang. that in the group setting. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like now after watching this movie, I would totally be the person recommending to watch it, <laughs> like at a party. Okay, let's, let's dive um, in. Let's dive in. I think it's my turn to do to do this synopsis. Yeah, please go ahead. Please do it for the love of God. Is that right? Um. All right. Well, where to begin? In a world where dragons are real, one man has what it takes to face an ancient evil. This summer, get ready to get medieval on some dragon butt. Reign of fire. Rated R for really badass. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this movie. So you just played the trailer right now. You just played the audio from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the trailer. I just I I printed off the audio transcript. Uh, uh, so this movie, let's I'll I'll give you the real deets here. The movie begins with uh with Christian Bale's character. I mean, the cast is great here. We got Christian Bale. We got Gerard Butler. We've got the little boy who plays Joffrey. <laughs> he doesn't have a speaking role in this movie. Uh, we got, of course, the con man himself, Matthew McConaughey. Um, this movie starts out with uh, eight-year-old Quinn Abercrombie, uh, whose, uh, whose mom is a deep underground miner in London. Um, he visits his mom on site one day, and then uh, the crew uncovers a giant dragon who's been lying dormant. Uh, the dragon breaks free, killing everyone except young Quinn. Uh, flash forward 20 years, uh, Christian Bale is Quinn Abercrombie now, who is now the leader of a commune of survivors in a post-apocalyptic future. 
of 2020. Bit a bit weird <laughs> that we're watching at uh, in a, in a type of apocalypse now. Um, I don't. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't want the dragon one. Um, <laughs> this comes after the emergence of dragons 20 years prior, leading to collapse of human society. Um, Quinn then meets Denton Van Zan, played by Matthew McConaughey, and his group of American soldiers who have been hunting dragons. Uh, Denton and his ragtag team of badasses enlist Quinn's group into the ultimate task, killing the one male dragon to bring down the species. Hijinks ensue. The male dragon is slain by Christian Bale, and humanity is saved, and they all fucking go, yeah, and credits. Uh, that, that, I think that pretty much wraps it up, right, guys? Yeah. 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 The, uh, well, let, let's, get, let, let's make this clear. You, you should not watch the plot. Yeah. You should not watch this movie for the plot. Like, <laughs> oh, I beg to fucking differ, dude. How often do we get a Dragon Slayer movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. In the past... 30 years but like th there's a male dragon sitting mm -hmm. below london yeah and they bore into his nest and the dragon's like well oh really well fuck you then i'm gonna destroy <laughs> the entire world well like, he doesn't do it alone yeah like, it started out with one okay. dragon yeah but the rest of them woke up like i think his call woke up and then they said there was millions of them because he yeah. like yeah, he created like a harem, right? Like Jay said, where there was like bazillions of dragons, and he's like fertilizing okay. all their eggs, and they they okay. reproduce like crazy. Okay. Why the not? world building was pretty good at this. I'm gonna yeah, have to disagree good, with yeah. Ryan here. <laughs> I think it's the world airtight, building <laughs> is different than. <laughs> you're telling me you didn't pick up the entire. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, never mind. Oh. <laughs> keep keep moving forward. Like. The, the idea that they had to just kill the one dragon uh, was kind of a lame plot device when it would well, be... Right. Some some species have that dynamic where they have one female or one male that, And all the rest know, of them just fucking die. You kill the queen <laughs> in an anthill, doesn't they all that, no, die? No, literally, you just told me that, <laughs> that was broadly were... overlooked. <laughs> you, just, you just told me that the dragons were all sleeping yeah. all over the world for thousands of years okay and then right. they woke up so mm -hmm. they wouldn't all mm -hmm. die when the male dies they would just not be able to make more dragons e there's well, the... you don't know how long dragons live <laughs> but they, they, we have to like, the plot that, like like the premise, <laughs> the premise is that they were sleeping mm -hmm. for thousands of years yeah so we know it's thousands of years or they were just okay, okay, reproducing, fine. eating rocks. So that was kind of the they described the the dragons just eat ash. They're they're eating burnt carbon. But yeah, no, you're right. There was a scene where they go to London and literally thousands and thousands of small female dragons fly off before they fight the male. It's like, okay, yeah, you you killed the big one, but there's you're, all these other fucking dragons. You, you just like one of those small ones killed six of you like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is the male has been hiding out in london the whole time so he's not even the person that he's not even the dragon that destroyed the earth yeah it's, I it's think like it's like ensures it's it's like it's a in a zombie apocalypse movie it's, it's it's like zombie it's a zombie apocalypse movie like them going on a side plot to like assassinate the president of the united states like <laughs> they were they were on a severe 
They were on a severe decline, though, because right after that scene, we see the big dragon eating a female dragon. They're like, oh, they're starving because there's nothing yeah, for them to burn starving. and no ash for them to eat. So I think you can kind of throw that down the line and be like, okay, the fi bigger female dragons are going to eat the smaller ones. And now our job's a lot easier because he's not boinking them anymore. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. I'm amazed well, that I remember that. I'm amazed yeah. that I remember anything from this movie. Because I don't remember I feel that. like I felt like I was a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast right before I watched it. <laughs> there was a lot of history rewriting in here because they, they explain, Christian Bale explains briefly where he's like, the dragons killed the dinosaurs. They pushed them in extinction. <laughs> they burned them all. And then the ash caused the ice age. And I was like, whoa, hold on, Christian Bale. You're spitting a lot of <laughs> crazy shit right now. Let's back up for a sec. And then they're like, they were around in medieval times, and Egyptians fought them too. <laughs> and then, like, there is a great prequel movie for this because what? humanity. Oh, okay, there there, sh there should be because humanity couldn't kill the dragons right with like nukes and guns and technology and shit. But like King Arthur apparently fucking one v one a dragon with a sword, dude. Like. Who were these absolute badasses from medieval times killing hundreds of dragons in hand-to-hand -hand combat, dude? Like, these dudes are like dragonborns from Skyrim. Like, that would be a sick prequel. <laughs> and who are these, like, lame-ass modern people who can't fucking kill one until an American shows up, I guess? Like, that's kind of the Well, they're British. You know, they pretty much just eat blood sausages. <laughs> Yeah, they they kind of just try to kill him with passive aggression and hope he gets the hint and goes yeah, away. Dry you know? humor. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to make a joke, lip. but I'm never going to say the punchline kind of a thing. Oh, you're here again. You're here again. You have nothing else better to do. Uh, he's back. He killed all of us. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and the, the thing about... The thing about this, too, is, like... When you look through kind of the progression of things, because he's looking through news articles too, um, the, like Time Magazine has a picture of like the Empire State Building swarming with dragons and the whole city's like on fire. Like who the fuck took that photo? <laughs> yeah, what if what if and mailing it across the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's dragons! How did they get there? They 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 literally the the premise is that the dragons own the skies. Now, and that, like, no planes I, can fly around. I've got a, I've got a pretty good headcanon that kind of supports yeah, this. Okay. So, okay, we we haven't really talked about the introduction of Matthew McConaughey's character yet, but no, no, no. we're we're shown this commune, and you know they're on edge because a dragon just killed, destroyed their crop, and killed a few people, and uh, the bird starts going crazy, and somebody's like, "Look at the scoop." Look at the scope! What's happening? What's coming? And there's a convoy. There's a convoy of American tanks. And they're like, it's the Americans! So my headcanon for this movie is that because of the Second Amendment and the proliferation of firearms, that America is totally fine okay. in this universe. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, people, people are like, people are like, Oh damn! I want to go hunt some dragons. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you gotta fly to the UK to do that because you're not allowed to have guns." <laughs> so, so, so it's like New York's totally fine after the initial attack. <laughs> it's just, it's just the UK. Oh, it was bad for like a couple days. <laughs> you know, like, like one bullet will kill these things. <laughs> It's like, it's like, Jim, your next door neighbor's like, yeah, I killed another dragon in my backyard last night. Sick of dragon meat. Where's it gonna go? 
That's good, Jace. I like that a lot. Because because it doesn't quite make sense, right? That no. like they were like, oh, the only thing worse than dragon, Americans. I was like, oh, I guess we're in I guess we're in England. <laughs> like, like, number one, I guess we're in England. Uh, I didn't quite put that together before that. But, well, it uh, says North Northumberland, England, 2020 in the intro. So yeah, they, they, they do establish. I don't know. read that shit. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't got time to read. I didn't know it was 2020. Yeah, yeah. I was in a state similar to Jace when I watched this movie. Uh, but I really liked. Uh, I really liked Matthew McConaughey's opening scene. Dude, so good, dude. I could listen to him talk about dragon shit all fucking yeah. day, dude. It's <laughs> like, they hunt the better eyesight at night, but in the fading light, they can't focus. And I'm like, when he's like holding the dragon tooth, I was like so immersed in what he was saying, dude. For real. He, he was, was so, so good. Like, he was badass. He was shredded. Yeah. Yeah, oh, unreal, dude. He was a total then, like, badass. When he was talking about the, because he, they said he flew an airplane over there, and they're like, "That's impossible!" Like they own the skies, and he's like, "No, we own the skies. They're just renting it." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and then the fucking helicopter like, shoots over, like, <gasps> that was so sick. <laughs> the uh, real quick, since we're talking about America and the apocalypse, like, do you think there's there was dragon deniers uh, during, <laughs> like, during the start of this? Yeah, they're getting roasted. Do you think like. Like, well, I don't know anybody personally that got killed by a dragon. <laughs> Everybody that I know who's got it, it's not that bad. The dragon literally picked up the president on live TV and dropped him from a large height, and he barely survived. Like, oh, like, oh, well, you know what? Dragons were made in the lab. <laughs> yeah, it's, I heard in England they made the Bill Gates helped make this dragon to help sell Surface Pros. <laughs> Like, I know there's going to be fucking dragon deniers if, if they ever re remake this movie. Yeah, and Matthew like, even... McConaughey was talking about, like, he was from Kansas, right? Mm -hmm. His unit was stationed in Kansas, and they took, a, they took a dragon down over Kansas. And then I'm thinking, like, are, is Matthew McConaughey, like, the last people? Like, they couldn't get some people closer than Kansas to come over to the UK. They're on holiday, dude. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> his... <laughs> he got... Cause I think what I think was he took... Uh, they took that, that C-130 or whatever from Kansas. Like, probably the military base is what I'm assuming. Because they were, like, a Kentucky-based company. They went to Kansas, killed that that dragon or whatever. And I think they went over. I think that's what, what happened. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's scene where he's talking about killing the dragon was another like awesome scene where he's like scribing it oh, i was in a wheat field southern kansas we're caught in the open nowhere to run twice it came on us twice it missed the heart of us it's like listening to a pirate in like bar where you're like oh shit yeah yeah cool and you and, know like, he's told that story a thousand times i believed matthew mcconaughey was an unhinged dragon slayer there was no doubt in my mind that and i didn't even know it was mcconaughey for years until like two years ago that it was his role which I think is a testament. You watched to this his... when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was recently. I think I saw a post about it on Reddit. Some random dude was like, oh, hey, remember this movie? And then I was like, that's Matthew McConaughey? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I just thought it was some random guy that, like, never made a movie again or something. But anyways, yeah. the <laughs> that the, McConaughey's intro in this movie, I think, was the most eye-catching. I think he kind of eclipsed Christian Bale in that mm -hmm. regard. Because... Chris, Christian Bale was just like this, you know, the main character. Yeah, go ahead. Jace, you look like you want to say something about Christian Bale. I cannot um, 
I watched the first of the Christopher Nolan Batmans yesterday night mm-hmm. because I am amazed that Matthew McConaughey wasn't even asked to uh, audition for the role or something. Because like, well, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, it's like you know, two or three years before the new Batman. I'm like, why the fuck isn't this guy Batman? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I can think about. So I watched Batman again, and I was like, I can only think about Matthew McConaughey doing all these scenes. <laughs> It'd be way different. They oh, would yeah. pull on. They would go on to the Playboy stuff a lot more. I'm glad. Um, after watching, I was yeah. like, Oh, thank God it was. <laughs> thank God it wasn't Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, Christian Bale, or yeah, Christian Bale. I think knocked it out of the park because he has that that subtle acting. I think plays really well. I think McConaughey would kind of ham it up a little bit too much. Um, but like, he's got, I think he's got the attitude for sure. I think, um, and he's got so many like laconic one-liners, like things that would show up in like comic books where he's just like, we can do this easy. We can do this real easy. And that like stuck in my head forever. Like, I still remember that line from when I saw this movie, when I was like fucking 10 years old or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All this is such good speeches he had in here. Uh, did, did oh. Matthew McConaughey break his typecast? With this movie? Yeah. So this came out in 2002. This was around the time where he was in the string of romantic comedies is kind of what he was known for. Um, I think the romantic comedies kind of came after this movie. Okay. So I don't know if he was, if he really I, settled I in. really like he, he's supposed, this is going to go come into our McConaughey meter, but I don't yeah. have a great picture of McConaughey. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is really seemed out of character for him. He's normally like kind of goofy uh, yeah. capable white collar, uh, but a womanizer. And in this, he was just determined, you know, completely asexual. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, he was kind of putting the moves on the pilot lady. I thought, kind of at I the end. Think, Did I you thought guys, maybe you there was. A, a I thought maybe there was. No, I thought maybe there was a history, but okay, yeah, maybe a little bit of that. Um, I thought that was kind of subtle, but um, one thing I want to bring up is. Uh... <laughs> The, the the role of the archangels which they also introduce when matthew mcconaughey's brought up uh where it's like uh, I, f- I forget the the that, that lady's name that was like the helicopter pilot um she leads this group called the archangels where they basically like drop from a helicopter with a net and grab the dragon and somehow that's like the best way to kill the dragons uh but like what i thought was hilarious first of all like the writing in this movie is is kind of like up and down um hmm. gerard oh, butler is like he's like oh who, who are they and then she just walks up to him and she's like, 17 seconds, average lifespan for one of these guys. And he's like, what? Yeah, it's like, what? Like, People don't talk like that. <laughs> Why would you, do you just name off random trivia and stats when someone asks you about a job? Like, oh, hey, Dave, what are you doing? 1,500 pounds. That's how much Ben and Jerry sells every every hour <laughs> nationwide. Like, like why, why the fuck are they? Like, it was just such a weird answer. She's like, 17 seconds. It's how long it takes before they they die or something like average life expectancy. Yeah, We're what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why why is there a helicopter? What who are you guys? There was a lot of scenes like that where I think they were like insert badass line rather than explain. Yeah, like, and I think that's the thing is like the writing was painful at times. But also really awesome at times. I thought Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say. Thought, I thought Matthew McConaughey's lines were really good. Uh, I thought Christian Bale did a really good job. I really yeah. liked the scene with the when they recreated Star Wars for the kids. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, where they're doing like a, a play and then the kids are, one of the kids at the end is like oh did you make that up and he's like of course i did <laughs> and i just love that scene i thought this movie had a lot of charm i really did uh i don't know what what we could have done differently to make this movie better i think <laughs> i think a post-apocalyptic movie about dragons uh can only go so high yeah i think this is the best you could do with a post-apocalyptic dragon yeah. movie you've got the best possible cast for this you've got gerard butler playing a throwaway role you've got baby joffrey making weird expressions in the background like you've got such a good formula in here they're having fun in the space like saying all these cheesy lines like whenever one of the lines they're like oh the dragon's playing hide and seek and he's like more like cat and mouse and there's so much shit like that where they're just hamming it up and I, I can tell they had fun making it. What kind of goes along with that too, I think, is the runtime of this movie. And I know—I don't know if you guys noticed that it was about ninety minutes long. Um, yeah, I think that was about perfect for this. I think there yes. was a bit of a dip in the middle. It was kind of like it dragged a tiny bit. But I think if it went, if it if they did like a two-hour movie, this would have been a fucking bloated mess. But ninety minutes, whoever edited it was just right on point. Right, and I think that's something that we need to uh, talk about because you and your obsession with the alternate director's cuts. The <laughs> a short movie is often better than the long version of that movie with extra material. Like, mm -hmm. I think movies are getting a little too long unless it's like kind of a long, a slow burn movie that's purposefully like telling a very complex story you need to have an action movie be about an hour and a half long you don't you, you don't want a two hour two and a half hour action movie and i think that the reason i didn't get bored is because it was only 90 minutes long and that i liked that mm -hmm. there was not to me there wasn't really a scene wasted yeah definitely like there wasn't there wasn't needless exposition because I think they screamed the exposition really fast and got to the point. Yeah, uh, was, the characters was there, you knew everything you needed. Is this shorter than any one of the Ben Affleck movies we watched? Dude, I think so. Close like, to maybe Surviving Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If Surviving Christmas was two hours, I don't think I would have made it, dude. I I think I would have. I can't. Oh, yeah, a two hour comedy is rough. Uh. I think this is probably probably one of the shorter ones. Okay, so like, the, you know when you bite into an apple and it's just like, and it's yeah. just like really satisfying. The they they took some painstaking effort to do some quality sound effects for the first time a dragon ate somebody in this movie in the tomato scene. Oh my! God, and I yes. love it's like one of the things that like <laughs> popped out to me. They're like, there's this whole scene. They're running through the fucking tomato fields. They're like, <laughs> and like it's like three minutes before somebody picks a tomato and they're like, oh, it's so good. I don't get to eat fruit. I'm in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. And like two minutes later, the dragon's like. <laughs> swallows the person whole and that i was just like crunch <laughs> it was so good it reminds me it reminds me of the old samurai movies where they would stick chopsticks into a slab of raw chicken and then hit it with a samurai sword <laughs> and that's oh the sound God. that's the sound they would use for their uh when they would kill people huh that's brilliant that's pretty cool i think what they used 
and Jace's scene was literally like biting a piece of celery because it was gratuitous because he, he goes in and it's, it seems kind of realistic and he's like <laughs> like when he bites it I'm like what the fuck was that and they do weird foley work like that throughout the rest of the movie too um, especially like the gratuitous like dragon fire which I think they loved doing and it was, it was 2002 it was a different time um, but it was like a whoosh and I think the whoosh I heard that like so many times like throughout the movie do you do you think, and I have a question on that, do you think it, I feel like historically I remember a string of dragon movies, do you think any CGI was reused between Reign of Fire and the <laughs> slew of dragon movies that came out in okay. the late 90s and early 2000s? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Jace, we got like Dragonheart, we got like Dungeons and Dragons the movie, <laughs> there was another, there was another dragon movie, uh, it was like dragon friend or some shit i don't know yeah but there was i think there was a collection of a couple directors that had with dragon enthusiasts they all pushed really hard at the same time and reused the same footage john can i can i borrow your shit dude i i've got nothing for this i forgot to put the dragon in the movie three weeks to do this <laughs> christian bale's gonna be so fucking mad dude but i didn't i didn't put in the it's dragon. just a guy it's just a guy in like the green in the green suit Chomping on celery when he like. <laughs> you can copy my homework. So bad. And make sure it's a little bit different. <laughs> we killed a guy with a flamethrower. We we gotta have something to show for. The I think uh, the mic guy, like the guy in charge of the sounds, was kind of like a fetishist or something, because there was a lot of weird sound work. I think throughout the movie, like I don't know if you noticed this with Matthew McConaughey. Like his grunts were were over miked. Like every scene, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like every time he sets a bag down, he's like, yeah, and he's running. He's like, like it was like an ape, dude. And I don't like it. Totally. After about halfway through the movie, it totally pulled me out. Like every scene, his his grunts are miked so well. And I think I don't know if they told him they're like, if you stop grunting, you won't be paid you only get paid per speaking line or noise you make with your mouth. And so every scene, he's like, okay, and then put the air over there. And yeah, and yeah. I can't. Uh, did you guys notice that? I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I just thought, like, I was super into the movie. I was super, super into it. I was fully engrossed. Too, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I just imagined I was there. I, yeah, I, like... I, I was trying to... I was trying to take notes uh, about my thoughts, like, as it happened. Mm -hmm. And in all caps, I wrote, uh, when the archangels and there was the skydiving. Yeah. I wrote in all caps, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said cool out loud. I was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> and then there's a scene where, the, where that dragon gets killed. And it's uh, standing there and its arms all, like, cracked open. You can see, like, the meat inside its oh, arm. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa! <laughs> and so I wrote, I'm like an annoying guy in awesome. a movie theater. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the, there was a, yeah, I really I mean, liked some scenes. There was some scenes that were really, really well done. The first kill was awesome because they, they build it up, right? Because Christian Bale's character, he's like, you can't kill him, it's impossible. And then, like, Van Zan. Matthew McConaughey's character, he's talking about like he's killed like a shitload. And he's like, oh, it's easy, man. And then they do like the skydive scene, right? Where, where they try to drop on top of the dragon. It goes awry. 
And then they quickly like throw together a plan where Christian Bale jumps on a horse and leads them back to the castle, which was a super sick scene. Matthew McConaughey says like an awesome line, something like, he's like, 1,600 pounds of horse flesh, yes. mm -hmm. send it straight through the maw. Like, it's awesome. I was so pumped. And then like, he rides the horse in and Matthew McConaughey gets in like a harpoon gun and one shots the dragon. And I was like, yeah! Like I turned into like a total meathead caveman. That's exactly when the headcanon of the United States of America being fine popped into my head. Because yeah. why is can a harpoon <laughs> pierce and kill these things, but bullets can't? <laughs> it was like, America's fine. No one else thought of a harpoon. <laughs> it was literally only America. Fuck! <laughs> I mean... This is an America-centric movie, I think, even though it takes place in the UK. Uh, and I think I, I could see Matthew McConaughey just, like, waving his hand wildly to volunteer for a role like this, where America comes in, it's badass. It Even though, like, it's kind of like the story of, like, World War One and Two, where it's, like, the UK is taking the brunt of it. It's, like, ground zero for a lot of, like, crazy shit. And the America comes like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of the narrative we push where it's like, yeah, we won the whole thing. Yeah, fuck everybody. Like, and then I think, um, and then Christian Bale kind of has to wrap everything up, you know, a little bit at the end. But we did. Um, he did. He did. And that, that end sequence was kind of awesome too. Like we don't have to get to the end yet, but like to, what Ryan said about this movie is like, I didn't think for once that this was implausible. I didn't it didn't I didn't get pulled out where I was like this is ridiculous or like where am I what movie am I watching? Right. I I'm not saying I did either but after I finished the movie it it was after I think it was during the whole London siege thing. Mm -hmm. It was when I during the final act when they go to London that I started to question it a little bit. I was like wait. So you're telling me this one male dragon has been sitting in the same spot for 20 years? Like uh, so things like that it didn't quite make sense like but I didn't get pulled out I didn't get pulled out by any ridiculous action scenes or anything really even though there were a bunch <laughs> yeah for sure you can talk about kind of the third or the, the last third of the movie where you talk about Van Zandt's crazy plan um, <laughs> that rhymes that's awesome uh, he, he talks he, he's like talking about his plan to kill the, the male dragon right he kind of force enlists a bunch of people in Quinn's group which I think causes kind of the conflict there which I thought was kind of fucked up um, and then they kind of have a botched plan to strike at the male dragon and pretty much they both lose like hundreds of people um, and it was like a big tragic event and then Christian Bale's like okay three of us are going to go to London and we're going to kill this thing fucking solo and also like how did they fly they flew to london in the helicopter that's how they got to london presume... they just got in the helicopter and they flew it there <laughs> but that's the whole plot of the movie is the that dragon they're wasn't okay with it they're like we can't get anywhere near london because of the dragon it kills us oh we just got killed because we tried to go to london oh uh, well then let's fly into the center of london it's oh, like, okay. That's the solution. I remember now. So, Christian Bale knows the London area, right? Because he lived there. Um, he was so he was 12. like, yeah, and he was like, go by the cliffs, take the River Thames, Thames, however the fuck you say it. I have and no then, idea how I say that shit. And, it'll, and then he said, fly it way out, and then take the back tunnels into London because he like knew the back way to get in. 
that dragons like wouldn't see them, presumably. Dragons I think that was... don't know about the back tunnels. Yeah, dragons, dragons don't know fucking, shit about the tunnels. The whole plot of the movie is that the dragons live in the tunnels. <laughs> I think. Well, I, mean, I don't know, man. It was. It's, it's really Bale's strange. Really smart. Like it, it, the, at the end of the movie, it's just like we just were teleported to the boss's lair, and that's. I think I'm not going to get down on Matthew McConaughey about this, but it was just weird. I think, yeah. The, if we're going to talk about a post-apocalyptic okay. dragon movie, we're going to take some. Take some suspension of disbelief. Some liberties. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Was the end fight with the daddy dragon awesome? It was fine. It was pretty. It was kind of boring. Oh, shh. Well, okay. This is where I'm going to diverge here a little bit because that end fight was fucking sick. Um, Jace, I don't know what you what you thought about the end end fight. Um, I think I was peaking during the end scene, so um, <laughs> like the last third of the movie is kind of a blur for me. <laughs> I, I, okay. I specifically remember like so, uh, I where the fuck are my arrows? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can sum it up. Okay. So they get to the boss layer, mm-hmm. the boss level, and they decide to sacrifice Matthew McConaughey for no reason. And then Christian Bale drops all his arrows, and the dragon decides not to kill him while he's doing that. And then Christian Bale walks up and shoots the dragon in the face and kills it. Matthew McConaughey dying was lit, oh. though, because the dragon it was, was the like... the greatest exit. The dragon was like, he shoots the fucking crossbow at it, and the dragon's like, no, boom, hits, fires the arrow like he knows what's <laughs> gonna happen, and then murders him. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's fine, but it just it was kind of a letdown. Well, he, it wasn't a planned sacrifice, because the plan was for three he of them to keep moving. jumped off a fucking tower! Well, that was because he shot his arrow, and it, it like didn't kill the dragon, and the dragon was going straight so to him. So just suicided. Yeah, he was like, I'm fucked, I'm gonna grab my axe and just, <laughs> just try to go for it, dude. It, that was like, that character had the greatest intro and the greatest exit. I think in like a lot of the movies I've seen. Yeah, he was gonna <laughs> die no matter what. I think he was trying to get in the dragon's throat and an accident or stab it in the eye or something. Wow, that was lost on me. I yeah, thought he was just he... like upset. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the the end, the other end thing is like the flask reveal. I thought was pretty funny because Matthew McConaughey yeah, was drinking good. out of the flask the whole movie, and you think it's whiskey. And he's like passing it around, and then Christian Bale drinks it, and he's like, "Oh, it's water!" And he's like, "He's like, yeah, take it. You'll need it." <laughs> so it's like he's been drinking water the whole time. I like to think maybe Christian Bale like said that unscripted, and he's like a young, unexperienced actor who drank the prop whiskey, and he's like, "Oh, it's fucking water!" And then Matthew McConaughey's like, "God damn it, I'm gonna roll with the character. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> yeah, keep the scene rolling." <laughs> and then 28 year old Christian Bale is like, "Oh, fuck. that." Kind of ties into the greatest social misread of all time of 2020 in this in this movie when they kill the dragon and the whole castle's partying. They're like, yeah, we killed a fucking dragon. <laughs> and Matthew got him second. He's like, three people just died. What the fuck are you doing? And everyone's like, yeah, oh. yeah, that was good. I like that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you killed one dragon, and there's, like, like thousands and thousands, and then three of my crew died. Like, you guys are assholes. Yeah, I ended up really liking Matthew McConaughey's character. 
I, think I did I, too. I really liked like this was a good starting point mm-hmm. for us because <laughs> I fully thought this was going to be stinker territory. I thought this was going to be daredevil territory. You know, walking in, mm-hmm. I wanted to start with a stinker action movie. Uh, but I don't know it. I I I really liked them, so I'm I'm I don't know hopeful for the rest of the season. <laughs> you see a glimmer of hope. Yeah, like. This movie had every right to be bad. And they like poured their heart and soul into it to make the most as grounded as you can, I think, with, with considering the subject matter. Like <laughs> and still making it fun and not overly gritty and dark. Like I, I think this rope. is the best that you can do. <laughs> yeah. And, and it got totally unrecognized. This is a box office flop, critical failure, commercial failure, and nobody remembers it. I can guarantee with only three people that I think we we know of in person that like that would remember this movie. Every time I bring it up, people are like, what? And then I tell them about the dragons, and they just kind of like, you know, they space out. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Adrian Biddle, who yeah. is the, the cinematographer for this movie, the director of photography. Mm. This movie, I think that's what it was for me. This movie was beautiful. Like, it was shot really, really well. Uh, I did not expect that. That was the biggest surprise, in that I was expecting a bland, dull, kind of like stereotypical mid two thousands action movie and just starring dragons. Mm-hmm. But but it was like really really inventive camera work. Uh, I thought that a lot of the shots were had significance visually apart from the story and apart from what the characters were saying. And that's what I look for in a movie, and I, that's what I like doing the most. Uh, so I enjoyed watching this movie with my eyeballs. Like I, I, <laughs> I did like watching this movie, and I would watch it again just because of that. I can go into the technical yeah, corner and... during my review, but okay, you want to save Ryan's technical corner for our, our number, our number breakdown. Yeah. Um, we can touch on just like the very, very ending a little bit, like what Ryan said. You know, Matthew McConaughey gives. Christian Bale, the instruction where he's like, right as he's about to blow fire, you know, he's going to expose his chest. And then uh, Christian Bale basically stares down the dragon and then basically attempts the same thing that McConaughey did, but actually nails it this time and it blows never up the dragon in his chest. That's not what happened either. Like, I think yeah. he shot it in the mouth. The dragon shot it in the face. He gave, it, yeah. <laughs> he gave him terrible advice. <laughs> no he's wonder like, Matthew McConaughey that shot him. <laughs> He's like, they always miss when you jump at them with an axe like this. They never eat you. Yeah, he was wrong about everything. <laughs> it's ten minutes before like, dusk, no! <laughs> yeah, he blows up the dragon, and then at the end he's like, oh yeah, it's been three months since the last dragon attack. I think we did it, and then it kind of rolls credits, right? I think, Chris, like, I know this is not a Christian, Christian Bale show, but like Christian Bale's arc in this was kind of like a cool Dragon Slayer, like Destiny medieval arc, I thought. Because it was like yeah. little boy who discovers the first dragon, right? He was on ground zero, sole survivor, yep. then grows up to be the leader of like this resistance and kind of like a kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then as the king basically goes out and kills the dragon fucking 1v1 face off uh, with the help of like some knights or whatever. Um, so I think I think that's kind of like a cool wrap up to his arc. But he's not a dick about it. 
he's like prepping one of the people to take over because he's like, hmm. I'm not a good leader. Yeah, he, he like had that, that little handoff. Do we want to get we into... We want to get into... Uh, yeah, let's get into yeah. reviews. Let's get into our... Uh, you want to get into our meters? Our movie reviews. I want to... Let's do our meters. We gotta... Yeah, we're gonna have to do some establishing here. Meters first? Do we... What do we want to call the meter? Do you want to call the McConaughey meter? Matt meter? Okay, the, the con uh, meter? The Mattometer? Mattometer? I want to call mine the McCogany. The, the Matthew McCogany meter. McCogany meter? And you just say it differently every time? McCogonometer. We're going to talk about the McCogany meter? Yes. <laughs> McCogany-hominometer. I don't know. I don't have. Yeah, a... I like the macomanometer. <laughs> macomanometer. <laughs> macomanometer. So, what? So, what's our? Because we need to talk about this a little bit because we had such a great bend scale that uh, we each had an idea of what McConaughey's like. But I don't really have an yeah. idea of what he's like, uh, mostly because I avoid his movies. Hmm. So. Okay, you told me. You've been telling me, Ryan, that Failure to Launch is one of your most favorite movies of all time, yeah. and you tell me almost yearly to watch it. Failure <laughs> so you've to got Launch, some idea. So Failure to Launch, Interstellar, and Dallas Buyers Club, I think are the only three Matthew McConaughey movies I've seen. You haven't seen Lincoln Lawyer. Isn't that like your guys's like Top Gun? <laughs> I think I own it on DVD, but I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Okay. <laughs> they hand it to you when you pass the bar. Yeah, <laughs> in the mail. That's that's how you know you passed. They just send you it. Oh, how how great was that scene in Lincoln Lawyer? And it's like the last question on the yeah. Bar. And if and if you and if you fail the bar, they send you failure to launch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think yeah, like my madness would go, is gonna be like goofy but capable. Right? Yeah. Like he's sure. goofy and capable. Uh, usually a womanizer. Mm-hmm. He's usually like down to clown. Yeah, but a little... A little stranger. In, in a way, Matthew McConaughey reminds me of, like, a... Uh, he, he's not horny. No. He hooks up a lot anyways. I can't even... What... Um... What movies is I he imagine... like a super like? I mean, every rom com, which there was like a bunch yeah, of them. Okay, yeah. And also, like Days and Confused is his breakout role. He hooks up well, with an alien interstellar too. Oh yeah, mm. the weird on the gravity planet. So everything's like, <laughs> yeah, wow, that was wild, dude. Wow, that director's cut wow. of Chris Nolan's. That's <laughs> that's why He's he like, was there for two hundred like years. Triple gravity. <laughs> I stay the same weight, but they they just get heavier. <laughs> what? Matt, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> no, I gotta have an alien sex scene. You told me there'd be one if I was gonna be in this movie. <laughs> How about that? What if they what if they told McConaughey that in every movie he's gonna have like a weird sex scene? And then they yeah, just like... filmed it with no film in the cameras. <laughs> He's like, I never watched so my own I work. I fuck the dragon? I never watched my own work. 
<laughs> and then I seduce the dragon, and that's how we bring him down. Yeah, yeah, Matt, that sounds great, dude. That sounds great. Uh, I think he's kind of like a wetter, greasier Ben Affleck. Kind of like mm -hmm. he just has this bigger Slazerino type of uh, attitude. I think it goes along with his. Yeah. Like he'd be like a used car salesman. Yeah. Whereas I... Ben Affleck would be like, I don't know, like an actual lawyer or someone who's like <sighs> professional, I guess. Like I don't get professionalism from Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Like, I, I sort of do because I guess I, okay. I guess I've seen him in Tropic Thunder, right? Mm -hmm. What was he? Is he in Tropic Thunder? Yeah, yeah he's, he's Ben Stiller's agent. agent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. Okay, yeah. Uh, which that movie? We need to find a way to watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> That'll be in our Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our Jack Black series. But I don't know. I guess I guess we're gonna develop this throughout the ten episodes. We'll get a feel. We'll get a I, feel. Yeah. I've I've got some metrics. I do I do actually have some metrics. I think volume is always good oh, sure. because we're talking about movies here and we've got first, second build. There are going to be some times probably where he's not the main, main character. Um, yeah. But I, I talked about this earlier. I think a scene where he's looking expectantly slash confused at the camera is going to be really important for me. <laughs> and I think it's going to be important in all of them. Uh, we're going to have to hit the mark. Whether or not he says, all right, all right, all right. Or, or one all right. At least, mm, yeah, I think he only says, he says "all right, it. all right, all right" in one movie. That's Days oh. and Confused. Yeah, I think okay. that was just Days and Confused. But so if he says "one all right" with with the, the kind of the draw sauce he throws on there, yeah, with the sauce, yeah, with okay. the sauce, you know. So maybe maybe that. Um, and then, I think he's more prone to speeches than Ben is. Like, oh, oh gosh, yes. yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, so I think. I think I'll be looking for those. And man, okay. the dragon scene in this one. He's topping the fucking charts. So, ah. Oh, I should. Yeah. And I think I, on part of my metric is a shirtless scene, too, because um, I don't think I've seen a Matthew McConaughey movie where he doesn't do that. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be in my meter. Okay. It'll just be like one point for that. It's not going to be like the, the major tiebreaker thing for me, but it's, it is going to be it is going to be part of my meter. Update my spreadsheet real quick. Okay, let's get into it then. Okay, I've uh, it's been up right. while we've been talking about it, but I have the Macamanometer. Macamanometer. Up on the screen for our okay. viewers. All right, Ryan, you want to start us off? Ah, oh, I don't really, <laughs> but I will. Oh. You always start us uh, off. I do. I think we decided that we rotate. We pretty well rotate. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. But this is just McConaughey meter. So I'm going to give my review of Matthew McConaughey's yeah. performance, and then we're going to go into the larger movie review. Yeah, what do um, you do? Come on, that's what we do, man. <laughs> some people are starting on this episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, okay. Hello, newcomers. Um, thank you for watching. They're probably confused as shit if you're, going, if you're taking probably, that yeah. attitude so far. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> we are a podcast. We're three friends that know each other. Um, there's a uh, movie uh, mansion uh, I forgot to mention. We're stuck in it, and then it's kind of like a weird conceptual thing where we hang out in the rooms and watch the movies. It's a mansion, so there is a TV and a DVD player in in every room. every room. Every so room. that's uh, yeah, everyone knows uh, that rich people have that. Okay, it's MTV so, crib situation where you soup up the rooms. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
jumping into my McConaughey. The uh, yeah, the, the common denominator. The <laughs> I think he broke typecast a little bit in my my perception of it. Uh, so he might not score so high on the Maddie meter, like how Matt is Matt. Uh, but quality, he was great. Yeah, my gosh, he killed it. He did yeah. like he was a villain for part of the movie and then a hero for part of the movie, which is really hard to pull off, I think. And that's because like I really believed his character. His character was dedicated to a cause. And at one point Christian Bale's like, you know, against that cause. And afterwards he's in support of the cause. So we get you know, the our view of Matthew McConaughey is kind of through that lens. Um and then I think qu- quantity, volume is decently high like he he shows up partway through the movie um but he's there until just before the very 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 end and i think that's good enough to get a, a high grade in qua uh on quantity and volume so i think my overall matthew mcconaughey meter is probably going to be like i think maybe a seven mm. higher than Pretty average good. like yeah. i'm happy with it like I, I'm, I'm. It made me excited for the rest of the season, and I get to maybe jump into some of his other, you know, more Matthew E. roles. But like, good, good stuff, Matt. You, you, you surprised me. Uh, like, like Denali was saying, you, he blended in. He didn't really, really realize it's Matthew McConaughey. So yeah, I, I think I'm happy with a seven. That's above average for me. So that's great. All right, seven from Ryan. It's good score. Me? Jace, you're up, my man. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Does he, does he have that trademark? We need to be careful here. Is that his, uh, <laughs> his phrase? I don't know. We'll have to ask him when he comes like, on. going to get like DMCA'd or whatever you call it. Yeah. Just from oh, saying yeah. all right. Um, I know within one episode he's going to email us. <laughs> Heard Hughes was talking shit on your podcast. I listen to every podcast. <laughs> I know every single podcast ever. He just mind melds into all the podcasts. <laughs> He's the Randall flag of podcasts. Yeah, go ahead. What's Randall flag? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Oh, he's like the godlike uh, personification of Satan in all the Stephen King books. He's in The Gunslinger and The Stand. and uh, oh, He played okay. in Matthew McConaughey happens to play the role in The Gunslinger movies. It's a bit of a deep cut for our Stephen King fans, uh, but uh, it's all right. I thought you would. I thought you've read the Gunslinger or the Stand, right? Oh, well, it's great. Great books. Really fucking hard to read if you're just like. I'm gonna read five pages. <laughs> is tough to jump into. It's very odd. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to do like an adding thing for this one. I don't know. It just feels right. Uh, I'm going to give him, he's going to get base five points for volume and quality. Volume Mm -hmm. was, was split, but great quality. Fantastic. I love the character. I don't love how he acted him. He brought some crazy energy. He gave a kick-ass speech probably Mm -hmm. multiple times. So he's going to get a point there. He definitely stared at the camera like Matthew does. Uh, he's going to get a minus one point because he was bald as opposed to a zero or a one. So I'm going to rate his hair in each film, I think. Um, solid beard. You know, he had his, he had his mahogany beard. 
but uh, <laughs> but bald. Whether it was a bald cap or not, he was ripped. He's getting an eight for me. I'm gonna give him an eight. That's good. I was I was debating. Yeah. Yeah. Jace, I think your your score is fair here. He didn't have hair, but he was a fucking grease ball. You know, it was covering his entire body. I don't think if you tried to grab him like Christian Bale did in the scene, he would slip out of it really yeah. easily. Um, so I think he nails my grease meter here. That's actually fun fact. That's how they get Matthew McConaughey off the set every day. <laughs> they uh, they chase to... him off like a greased pig. Yeah, you have to wrangle him. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can't catch me. I'm the leading role so far. Too many and, scenes and, and that's in his rider. Like, that's what he insists on. He needs to be greased up before every scene. After everything, at the end of the day, he looks really great for his age too. I think the secret is the grease that keeps the wrinkles away. The Texas mud, He's so moisturized. It's that mud, baby. Uh, yeah, volume in this movie. He's first build, um, and I think he's in it. He has enough speaking parts in this role that I think like the volume fits up here good. Um, like you guys said, the quality was amazing. Like every scene, every fucking little exposition he gave, I was like unblinking staring at the screen. I could listen to this guy talk. And like, I wish, going off of what Jason said, I wish he can go into a Batman movie. Maybe not as Batman, but maybe as a Batman villain. Maybe as like the Riddler or something. Some Something where he can like really chew the scenery and be kind of like a little hammy, but a little crazy. Um, I think that would fit really well for him. Um, so in that sense, I really liked his role as an antagonist and a little bit of a protagonist. Uh, but like Ryan said, it's not its not the Matt we kind of know. We, I don't gonna watch a McConaughey movie. I'm not going to watch this movie. So uh, I, I think it takes it down a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split your guys' uh, scores. I'm going to do a 7.5 here. I think I'm pretty much in agreement with what you guys said. I, th I think the 7.5 is going to be where I'm at. All right. All right. All right, this we're gonna get canceled, dude. We're getting we're our our podcast network that I, I just signed us up for. We're gonna... um, Ryan, do you want to start us off on your uh, overall movie impression? Oh, we're gonna transition to the bigger reviews. Okay, the main Strap review that uh, we get we get paid for. This is what McConaughey <laughs> Venmo's us to do uh, to give us <laughs> our, uh, our reviews. So, I think viewers will get to know this about me. Uh, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm just a big fan of movies. I have no experience in making movies. Uh, I want, I wish, like that's that that'd be you know a dream of mine. But I don't actually know how to do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to give a somewhat objective review. I try to 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 look at things kind of analytically and 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 see what I like and don't like and what worked and didn't work. And I like to give praise where I think that it's deserved with my with my reviews. I will like, and that's the thing is I love movies. I I, I watch movies nearly every day. Uh, if I come off harsh, it's just because I'm disappointed in that it could have been better. And that's I think what maybe we'll Batman, get lost. Superman. In. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's what gets a little bit lost I think sometimes. And I need to like. Maybe remind myself a little bit to be a little more cheerful in my reviews. But I, I want to start off by talking a little bit about a technical, a technical uh, feature here. And I'm not going to do this every week, but when I feel like there's a need to do it, I want to I want to talk about it. So what I want to talk oh, about Ryan's technical corner. Yeah. So what I want to talk about um, 
today is camera focus. Um, so there's a multiple things you can do when you're shooting a, a scene to make the make the scene look different than just a normal. I pulled up my iPhone and I'm taking a photo or taking a video. Um, one of those things is how you focus the camera, and you can take a short focal depth and what that means is that a small portion of the distance from the camera will be in focus and then everything outside of that range for so between the camera and that portion and on the other side of that portion will be out of focus and that can really do a lot of things it can number one draw tent your eye uh, you can draw your attention to the thing that's in focus. And this is a great way for making asymmetrical shots. If you want to have a shot that uh, isn't necessarily going by the, the rule of thirds, if you want to make a shot that's asymmetrical off to one side, you can put the thing at, have the thing that you want people to look at be the only thing that distance from the camera and focus at that focal length. And then uh, our eye will look off to the side. And that's, a, that's kind of a trick that you can use to, to make your um, movies a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun to watch. This movie did that a lot. They did a really good job with uh, shooting this movie. I thought the production design behind creating the different environments was terrific. From the first Christian Bale scene where he's underground, like, I believed he was underground, right? And uh, if you watch that scene, the, the focus point, the thing that the camera is focusing on, so the distance from the lens that's, that's focusing, will change in the scene, like in one shot. And there's some really cool scenes where they'll fo like Christian Bale, will, they'll do an eyeline match, but with focus rather than a cut between two scenes. So normally when a character looks off screen, the camera will cut and they'll show another shot of what the character's looking at. This thing. A couple times in this movie, uh, they did something where they did an eyeline match, but with focus in, in one shot, where Christian Bale would look at something and the camera would refocus on the thing that he's looking at. And I thought that was really interesting, and it kept me, it kept me watching the movie, and it kept me like, interested in what they were doing next. And uh, my favorite part is that that's hard to do. To, to make a movie that looks really good with these short uh, focal depths is, is pretty darn hard. You have to put a lot of work into designing the set and designing the shot that way. And going into blocking and choreography and all this stuff, it, it's really complicated. And I was surprised that we got th that amount of complication out of this movie. And so my, my overall kind of lesson would be, if you want to make a shot like this, if you want to shoot a movie like this, and have a lot of things out of focus, there's kind of three rules you need to abide by. Uh, and of course, rules are, they, these things pay off most when these rules are broken. But the way I think of them is that uh, you need to have color. Because the things that are out of focus, we're not going to be able to see the details of. But we do get to, be, we do get to see the color. In, let's say, an underground, they would have these string lights, these, this, this row of mining lights, and the, the lights would be in the background out of focus, but we could see bursts of color. And then we would go through like the barracks where they were all sleeping, and there'd be like a fire extinguisher on the back wall. 
and it'd be the only thing red in the entire scene and be out of focus. But we knew it was a fire extinguisher and it just it looked cool because and it was pleasing to the eye because there was, you know, this really the color pop. And I thought they did that really well in this movie. And the second thing is uh, you need silhouettes. So you need contrast. In the back of a scene, if, if it's out of focus, you can still make it look cool uh, if you have a lot of contrasting colors. And this movie used that a lot when they were outside, not inside. If you looked at the sky, the sky was all white and cloudy because it's England. And there'd be people like standing on top of the castle walls with like guns and stuff. And you could see their silhouettes out of focus in the background. We weren't looking at them. We were looking at the actors. But the actors would all walk in front of them. And it's still and made some, for some really interesting shots with really cool looking backgrounds. Um, and so I thought, once again, they did that really well. And then the third part is you need motion. So in the parts that are not in focus, you can make the scene feel alive if you still have people moving in and out of uh, view, or if you have weather. And when they did both these things really well. When they're underground, it really felt like the area was really complex because they had a lot of people moving off screen. And then when they're outside, there was scenes with like smoke and there's like, you know, of course with the dragons, there's things like on fire and uh, they, they did that really well. And I think there was even like one raining scene. And uh, I think so. I really like this movie. The, the, they didn't do anything wrong from a shooting aspect from like a from a cinematography aspect. I, my only critique would be like the one bad green screen scene, which is, you know, a fault of its time. <laughs> In uh, Matthew Wait, are you thinking of the same scene, scene as I am? Yeah, the death scene. Okay, yeah, okay, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Really That's bad green screen. It's like the only time they use green screen, they just put Matthew McConaughey just literally just hadn't stand in front of the green screen. Uh, so overall, I think I'm going to give this movie. I'm going to give this movie an eight, <whistles> which is really high for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this movie a lot, and I'm going to come back to it. I think in the future, whenever I get a chance. Uh, I think I could learn a lot from this movie. Um, it was beautiful. It was fun to watch. I like Matthew McConaughey. I like Christian Bale. The writing was good. The there was a really cool, inventive camera shots, and um, I'd suggest it to people. Nice. Well, thanks for the insight, uh, Ryan, in the in the technical corner as well. Yeah, we can. I know. <laughs> I know. I got a little bit, uh, but that was no, most of I my mean... notes. I would take down notes on the scenes. <laughs> And and do like no, and I, look. I was see what I was looking at, but oh, it's, I think it's a valuable insight, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this probably haven't seen this thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you if you're listening to this this show, you know, you know, maybe it's something to keep in mind when you actually go ahead and watch the movie, because I feel like some people are probably going to hear this and they'll be like, "What the fuck is this movie? I'm going to go watch it." And uh, you know, maybe pay attention to the cinematography and uh, you know, and all those and. It's stuff that I may have not picked up on consciously, but I did notice that, you know, my eyes are glued to the screen. I thought a lot of stuff looked yeah. really cool. <laughs> so, um, you know, I am in agreement there. Hell yes. My movie review. I jive with a... I've been saying jive a lot recently in, like, real life. I jive a lot with what you said, Ryan. It's a good word. I, yeah. I think um, the, the pluses that I'm going to give this movie come from... Uh, come from world building like with what they present you and the information that they present you uh, if you just take that at face value 
and you process it, I think all of the characters act within the realm of possibilities of this movie where dragons exist. Um, I, I think a lot of the, the kind of like fantasy aspect of it, of the dragons and uh, this kind of group of people coming in and pushing us towards saving the world is pretty cool. One of the things that I noticed about the movie specifically is that thematically they did use color a lot to like, it felt like there was a lot of despair and just like, it was like, wow, holy shit, the world is in a really bad place. And they broke that up, like you said, red fire extinguisher. I actually think, like, if you go back and look through this, there might be, like, a lot of red red objects in scenes that I wasn't aware of. Because I was thinking specifically the tomato scene. The tomatoes are so vibrant along that green backdrop mm -hmm. when everything else good. is destroyed. It looked great. And I think they used the color as um, all of that color was a way for them to show that there's like some hope. And the one truly bright scene we see is at the move at the end of the movie, after they kill the King dragon and the sky breaks. That's the first time we see the clear sky. Everything actually looks vibrant. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a seven. It could deserve higher. Honestly, I think I love this movie. Thumbs up. Mm -hmm. I'd watch it again, but from where I watched it at, I was like, oh. there's some story stuff that falls yeah. through, but great, great film. I love Rain of Fire. Oh. And Jace, um, were you the, did you watch this when it came out? I know we kind of talked about it last episode. Um, you've seen Rain of Fire before? I have seen Rain of Fire before. Okay. And Ryan, was this your first watch? Yeah, I didn't know this existed until last week. <laughs> It's so great. I'm so glad that like we brought this back into the fold. I hope this kind of like at least even amongst like just the small group of people that we have right now on our podcast, like I hope this kind of promotes a little bit of a resurgence of Rain of Fire appreciation. Uh, I want to see the Google trends. The Google trends of, <laughs> of Rain <laughs> like, of Fire searches. Five people have Googled Rain of Fire, and that's <laughs> nine thousand percent higher than normal. <laughs> like I feel like if we come up to Matthew McConaughey with a Rain of Fire DVD. He's like, you guys actually watched that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd be kind of stoked. Because he, he really put in work here. And I think it shows. And, and and I agree with what you guys are saying, man. Like, this movie was fucking awesome. And I have this movie burned into my memory when I was, like, 10 years old. Because this is the shit I want to see when I'm 10, dude. I want to see dragon slang. I want to see badass action stuff in a post-apocalyptic setting. And this movie delivered on every front, man. And, like, honestly... It had it didn't have the the super dated two thousands vibes with the side of like some of the weird foley work yeah. and the visual effects, but I feel like a movie like this could be made now with kind of the same style and it wouldn't seem like too out of place. Um, what Ryan said about kind of the visuals, of the movie it was awesome. Another thing I noticed about color uh, was when Van Zandt throws a green apple to the kid mm -hmm. when everything's like really like shitty around and the green apple looks so shiny and good um i think they they really nailed scenes like that um every action movie every, every action scene i saw i was like oh fuck yeah like what's gonna happen next you know i loved seeing all the dragons get their asses kicked um this movie was was a real real good entertainer i know it's not, not perfect um i know some of the critiques of it are legitimate um, but what it's going to come down to is did i fucking enjoy this movie and that the answer is hell yes uh it's going to be an a for me yeah man fuck yeah this, hell yeah 
I thought this was going to be a stinker. Yeah, this is a hidden, yeah. uh, hidden gold nugget. Uh-huh. And I passed th- through the, the stinker filter. I think maybe like uh, that's going to factor into my reviews as well, is how much it defied expectations. Yeah, I challenge anybody to see this movie and not like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, dare I say it, like, to not at least enjoy some aspect of it. And maybe I'm saying that as like someone with a mind of like a 12 year old boy who thinks dragon slaying movies are awesome. <laughs> and I know maybe that doesn't match up with everybody's thing. Okay. Like, but you give this movie a chance. <laughs> it deserves to make back some of its budget so more dragon movies can be made. Damn it. <laughs> you think in their yes. future, are they going to have Kia movie, Kia commercials? They're like, listen, we know 2020 has been a hard year. Dragons ate our CEO, <laughs> and we know the economy's pretty bad. I haven't seen a dollar bill in about 20 years. Isn't, Please buy a Kia. Isn't that the worst thing, those uh, 2020 commercials? God, they're I hate so bad. They mention anything. And yeah, the Super Bowl was all that, like, listen, 2020 was as hard as, as anyone a year. Like, it's been a hard year. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, commercial. Show me fucking Doritos and, and get me back to the show I was watching. It's like, especially the ones that have to do with the Zoom. Like, the progressive ads, every single one is like a fake Zoom call. And I feel like the thing that commercials don't understand is that your commercials should not be annoying. Like, mm-hmm. if you, the premise of your commercial is that you want to annoy us, like, fuck you. Are you serious? <laughs> you're not even seeking to entertain. You're seeking to annoy. And It sticks uh, in your head. It, but, I mean, I've written a couple companies off. Like, I'm never buying your shit because you purposefully, anno- like, try to ruin my day. Mm. I feel like there's going to be commercials in this world that are like, here at Doritos, we salute the first dragon responders who all perished in a fire. <laughs> it's just like those types of commercials, man. I'm just like, you're a corporation. Like you guys didn't do anything to fucking help. Like, yeah, and there's and the the leaders of those corporations are off like scot free. You know, they their stocks went up. The rich got richer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> do you guys think anyone profited from the dragon apocalypse? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's people who had dragon stocks. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I think Zoom would take off super hard because everyone's living in underground bunkers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amazon, you'd, you'd be paying you know double rates at least for hazard pay for them delivering your Amazon fresh to your homes, um, dodging dragons and, and shit. Um, Similar toilet paper responses. Remember in the beginning of the pandemic when everybody hoarded the toilet paper? Mm. Like, and it made no sense. Because that's, like, not even how, like, the pandemic works. Well, in Dragon yeah. World, that would actually be, like, a legitimate thing to hoard. Because it would be scorched. they they scorch all the flammable things. And yeah. there's no toilet paper. And they'd eat it. That's yeah, actually, how did, too. how did they wipe their butts in that castle? Because like, they people have been wiping their butts in that castle for thousands of years. <laughs> I know, like... Some I servant. Would... <laughs> <laughs> and he just washes his hand. Okay, like, because I've read medieval books, and I know they use, like, moss and, and stuff, like, but I don't really know the exact mechanics of, like, butt wiping if you're not a Roman, you know, because I know they use, like, the vinegar sponge or whatever, you know, not to get too gross on the podcast, 
But like, how did Christian Bale wipe his ass? Because they don't have toilet paper, and I know there's not a lot of cloth in that thing. I think maybe he just used the script. <laughs> Listen, oh, we, we did wipe God. our asses with the whole script. We're just going to need McConaughey to fill space with one-liners. Time for the draft. All right. <laughs> well, I think we, we wrapped up this movie pretty well, guys, and in a nice yeah. bow. You know, uh, viewers, if you haven't seen oh, Rain of Fire yet, do us a big favor and uh, do us a big favor and watch Rain of Fire and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up on our Twitter page at GBGB's1. Um, and let us know what you think of this of this bad boy. We'd love to hear it, and we'd love to hear see a a, a little renaissance in uh, in dragon movies, if you will. Um, if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to our podcast. Throw a review on there. Throw a subscription to our YouTube channel. If you want to see our ugly mugs, actually do the podcast uh, in video format. You know that might be a cool thing to do. Uh, but if you're like me, if you don't want to ever 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 see the the face and <laughs> keep the idealized image in your head, uh, stick to the podcast. Uh, but please, please review us and, and say nice things about us. It really helps us out. Um, we'd love to know what you think. Um, with that, guys, do we have an idea next where week. we want to go for the next episode? I oh. was, I was lounging. I didn't even think about was, that. Oh, yeah. job's not over yet, Ryan. Yes. Are we? I know I, I kind of lobbied for Reign of Fire here, so I want to kind of like do a lighter touch with this okay. next one. But are we at least in agreement maybe to do something that's not an action movie? Maybe yeah, we, we need to do rom-com. Okay, I, I'm down for rom-com, oh. but I don't want to force it on you guys if you guys are seeing something different. I'll watch a rom-com. Okay. I'm already getting way better at spelling McConaughey just week one. Okay, so how to lose a guy in 10 days... Okay, we got. Let's let's. Are we going the, up yeah, or the, are we going down? I think. Well, it's all down for, from here. For us, we're not. I like some rom coms, but I'm not mm -hmm. like a rom com fan. Okay. So for me, it's going to be going down unless it's really exceptional. You know. Um, let's let's list out some of the candidates, right? So, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I've seen this one. Um, Fool's Gold. I think should be another one, maybe. Uh, wedding planner, ghost of girlfriend's past, failure to launch. I think those are the big ones, right? Like, can you guys think of anything? Ryan, are we gonna failure watch to failure to launch? I want to. We can save failure to launch a little bit. I mean, we can save it for a, a time when we don't need a stinker. Yeah, we're gonna do multiple rom coms. So I think failure to launch might be good to do later because Ryan, I think you've got a lot of thoughts on this one, and. I, I like to keep us maybe fresh until then, or unless unless you want to see it for this next one. No, let's let's let's. I'm I'm not. I think failure to launch will stand on its own. <laughs> we don't have to slot okay. it into a rom com slot. Okay, fair enough. Also, um, um he's then, in he's in a rom com with Jennifer Lopez, which we weren't able we weren't able to watch Ben Affleck's Jennifer Lopez Jiggly, yeah. Jiggly. Jiggly. Gig giggly? Look, the Jiggly fans are gonna come after us, man. You gotta, you gotta say it. <laughs> and I feel All like J who... Jennifer Lopez is like the world's worst actress. Wow. So a lot of a lot of heat today, right? I feel like that's gonna be great. Okay, I'm between the the wedding planner and ghost of girlfriend's past. Which what's ghost of girlfriend's past? He uh celebrity photographer. 
Matthew McConaughey lives life in the fast lane, committed to bachelorhood and simultaneous relationships with multiple women. Um, That's the Matt I'm his brother's talking wedding. about. Oh, he receives yeah. a visit from the spirits of his jilted lovers who take him on an odyssey through his many failed relationships to try to find out what made him such a cad. I don't know what the fuck that means. If there's any hope of Matthew finding true love. What does jilted oh, God. mean? Who jilted wrote means this? Like, who wrote this movie review? Wait, wait, jilted? Jilted cad? is like was this like a 1900s like? I don't know. Oh, he's such a cad. <laughs> so up in the lorry and fucking yeah, good. It's starring Jennifer Garner, which is a throwback to Ben. We got uh-huh. Another Ben connection. Wow. I think later we have a Ben convergence, a Ben vergence with Dazed and Confused. If we want to pick that. We're going to pick that movie later because this is an iconic movie. But Ben Affleck co-stars in that movie with Matt. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. But I'm not ready to revisit an old flame. So I, it's also hard I, for me to say the word girlfriends. Ghost of girlfriends? Um, well, you can call it GGP. GGP. GGOP. G- GOGP. GOGP. And then... Um, <laughs> And then WP for winning play. We are wow. reviewing the Magnamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanam
and and fun. And what I can't figure out too is he's being okay. I read the synopsis. He's being visited by spirits of old girlfriends. Is are they, are they dead? dead? He kills them. And how many are? Is he a serial killer? <laughs> or is this like a spirit of the relationship? I hope it's that. I really hope it's that because I'm going to be really uncomfortable if this is like a fucked up like re reveal at the end. Uh, well, looks like we've decided on Gog P, a.k.a. Ghost of Girlfriend's past. Um, for our next one, we have to dip into McConaughey's rom-com period. This is like his signature i think so we got to do a couple dips in it doesn't have to be the whole podcast here because i know he's got a lot of good movies too um some of them i'm assuming some of the rom-coms are good too so i haven't seen them so tune in next week uh, if, if you haven't watched ghost of girlfriends past maybe give it a watch and then before we uh, we put this bad boy out or and uh and uh, let us know what you think um again hit us up on our twitter at gbgbs1 um you guys what got anything you want to plug before the end of the show today Come on into McConaughey's mudroom and wash your boots of poo. Come on into Ooh. McConaughey's mudroom. Hmm. We're stuck in a saw contraption type game and we can't get out with you. <laughs> Shut up. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. Help He's us. Uh, this uh, episode's brought to you by uh, Me Hungries. Me Hungries is just the edible underwear service where every month you can pick your own uh, designed edible underwear. Mm -hmm. um, it shows up once a month, and I guess you eat. Like, I don't. What is edible underwear made out of, dude? Like, there's multiple different kinds. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's like gummies? one that's there's one that's a like a gummy, like a fruit by the foot kind of thing, almost. That's yeah. gross, and dog. Like, <laughs> and then there's one that's like candies. It's like oh, the, like, like, the, in the like candy necklaces, candies. like the candy yeah, yeah. necklace that but literally just like rows of them in underwear form mm -hmm. okay that's kind of cool i'm more on board with those because they're f like you know fun to eat when they're like a bracelet but like a gummy that's like sticking to your skin that's fucking horrible also like a frozen chocolate um, gas chastity cage you know they've got those hard to... <laughs> back on board <laughs> jace you're hired uh, me hungries is actually my company <laughs> <gasps> Ryan, you want in? Yes. Yeah, he's in. He's in. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of subscribers, guys. It's just me, Jason, Ryan, making edible underwear and setting it to each other. Uh, <laughs> that's our show, guys. Um, you probably don't want to look this up for... on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show. Thanks for uh, for watching and listening. Um, that was Rain of Fire. Join us next week for Ghosts of Girlfriends Past.